Is it? Are we doing um, straight up predictions, or is it more of a just like this is what we're interested in slash whatever did research? He did research. Look, I reckon. Oh we're wow! Doing a bit okay, we'll make it predictions. Yeah. Let's make it the Sean show. I, yeah. Yeah. I'll have hundred <laughs> percent concrete ones. I assume we still have a break between the main segments. Yeah. We yeah. Do. yeah. Sweet. <laughs> All right. Cool. Let's do it. It's Pixelcast 60, and what better way to celebrate such a momentous occasion than to get on the hype train that is game announcement season. My name's Matt Houston, and I'm the hype conductor, but I'm being joined by three hype masters in their own right. First up, we have our East Asian correspondent, Tim Henderson. How are you, mate? Still in East Asia. Still in okay. East Asia. No, 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 those numbers that I keep complaining about is like slowly coming down. And now I'm like at the flip well, side of the thing where I'm like, oh, they're going down. We can just stop everything early again, which has been a cycle <laughs> with Japan. I'm sure I could find you a headline of Japan opens early against expert advice, which has happened at least three times now. <laughs> happened three times. Going well then. Going well. All right. about the Olympics games coming? What, what, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> That's going to be interesting. It's going to be really oh, interesting. So glad I'm not in Tokyo. Oh, my God. <laughs> Next, we have a recently graduated disciple of hype. Sean Nichols, how are you? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, you know, lovely to be here. Very, very happy to spread the hype and, uh, you know, share some... Uh, what are you, 34th generation reason. hype master now or something? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. excellent. 34th generation. 34th generation. <laughs> 34th That's generation disciple of the hype train. How? The hype train, yep. How many countries are we going back through there? Because that's way longer than Australia has been colonized by the, well, the people of our skin color for. A uh, couple of hundred years at least. Yes. Well, probably probably longer wow, than Wow, you guys die fast. 35 <laughs> generations in 200 years. No, it's just they procreate. That is a depressing lifespan, dude. You just procreate, procreate faster. But procreating. Yeah. You're like cicadas. It's like just got to yeah. get out there and go. Rabbits. <laughs> and that other voice is PlayStation's own keeper of the hype, Paul James. How are you? Look, it's been a long time since I've been on the show. Probably close it to is. twelve months. I tend to resurface for these sorts of these sorts of episodes because I love making predictions that never come true. But I think loves- we're at episode sixty and episode sixty nine is coming up, so I might rock up for that one as well. <laughs> to be a fight for the nice yeah. episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight we're looking at the madness of E3 and everything that it may entail this year. Uh, what may or may not get announced and uh, what it's going to look like. But first, we've been playing games, so it seems only right that we should talk about them. Sean. Maybe. Is the metal strong in of Bird and Cage? Uh, yes, the metal is most definitely strong and... Um very confusing as well um yeah. so so oh. um, bad news for you here buddy but you're really gonna have to explain what this game is like <laughs> you're gonna have to assume nobody knows what the fuck you're talking Look, about man, i've been I've, I've had it I've, I've had it for you know a, a few days now that i've been trying to play it and i still myself am not quite sure what this game is um we're basically it's uh, uh, the best descriptor that has been put out there is it's a um like a rock opera type thing. It's um, it's more of a, I suppose you would say you've got, it's a narrative experienced experience to the soundtrack, um, 
you're you're basically the music is there and everything else is complementing it. Um, like it's a really dark story. Like I mean, within the first couple of minutes, I found out my main character had her mother killed in front of her by her drunken father, was a drug addict with a uh, her boyfriend was a drug dealer and worked in a shitty job for a creepy dude. So you know, lots of fun there for her life. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's it's one of those games where you're looking at a lot of quick time events, um, which for better or worse, probably you know, as much as I don't like them, um, I can understand them being in there in this game. Unfortunately, I suck when it comes to using a keyboard in uh, <laughs> in games in PC games. I'm still rather new at it, and will always go for a controller. Yes, um, so there's no controller option. Legend. There are no controller options, Ooh. so I have oh, failed wow, damn near every quick that time event. That is a lot more buttons to like miss. Oh, oh like it's it's one of those things of like you'll be there and going along, and you're sort of half paying attention to, you know, what's going on in your screen. Then all of a sudden, it's flashing up. You know, the the quick time event kicks in, and you've either got to tap rapidly, hold, or just press. And so you're trying to remember, okay, does the flashing circle mean I tap it or hold it? And by the time you figure it out, you've missed that part of it anyway. And um, while the... If it's flashing and it's not tapped, they've failed at the game design a little bit. Well, I'm just throwing it out there for, you know, in general. Um, I don't know. Like, as I... Like, as I said, I am not a keyboard person. Maybe somebody who's been playing... Uh, PC games on a keyboard for ages and has that muscle memory built in. The other dogs here on the podcast. These things. Um, you know, I don't have that. So, um, you know, somebody that does, maybe they would get these things a lot I easier. I get the feeling that Otherwise, the rest of us all learned to touch type by playing old text adventure games. <laughs> I, I did. I certainly did. Space Quest 3 probably got me farther in typing than any software. King's Quest 2. The closest uh, I came to learning with a mouse less keyboard nerdy. when I was a kid was playing Mario Paint with a mouse. <laughs> On the Super Nintendo. On the Super Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I had the Dreamcast keyboard. Oh, wow. You really went all thing. in on that Dreamcast, didn't you? Yeah, that console yeah. was awesome. <laughs> So you tell us every week. Yes. You so fortnightly podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, so yeah, like I, I sort of, I'm not sure if the game is set up because it w- almost wants you to fail the quick time events. Um, you know, or just that there are some that are just insanely difficult in order to, you know, um, convey the struggle that the main character is having. Um, it's definitely something I'm going to have to sort of practice with and potentially play through a couple of times um, just to see how it does. Because in theory, it does affect the story, but just how much, I don't know yet. Um, but one of the things I did want to throw out there that's really unique to this game is, um, as I said, it's it's done. It's basically the game, the game and everything else complements the soundtrack, which means you are locked in to the time period. So if you've got, if you've got a build up to, you know, um, a big vocal section, you've only got that amount of time to search around a room and find, you know, whatever it is, whether it be 
um, in one section, it was finding a way to defend myself, you know, and I was fortunate enough to find a wine bottle that I could smash so I could shank the dude that was trying to capture me. Um, but yeah, like it's it's very different, very unique type of game than that I've ever played. Um, and yeah, it'd be interesting to see where the storyline goes because, like I said, it's it's hella dark right now. And um, but I am intrigued. So what, what grabbed me about this game when I saw I've, I've been watching it for a, since it was announced, so probably eight months ago, um, is it's got a list of some really quite good metal musicians on the soundtrack, like um, Duff McKeegan from Guns N' Roses is helping on it. Um, a couple of the guys from Ammon Arath are in there. I think there's someone from Ghost maybe in there as well. But so they've gotten like a top metal talent to to put this kind of concept album idea together and it always struck me as cool because i i've always loved concept albums growing up and and listening to those old school records that dad used to have that were all concept albums that told a story and the idea of playing through a concept album seems really cool i was i was worried how it was going to handle and it's it seems like it sounds it sounds like david cage crossed with heavy metal almost yeah in, in some respects like it's definitely trippy um yeah th- there there was one section like a like I, I mentioned the QTEs, and that's probably just because I'm shit. Um, but there was like an like one control aspect that really was frustrating for me. I was in sort of like a dream sequence, and I had flames in front of me, and I had to catch these falling bottles of water to put out the flames. Problem is, there's also rocks floating above me. So, like three out of five of the bottles that were falling down towards me would hit these rocks and break before I'd get to them. And then, so you're trying to then catch them while they're falling and just, yeah, it was just, that bit felt really clunky. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, overall, the the controls are all right. It's not a difficult game to control. It's just trying to get your head around the, um, the QTEs and the limited amount of time that you've got, um, which, I, which I suppose brings to another another sort of downside is that, because you have this limited time frame, you're focused on racing around the room, trying to find the bits, the collectibles that you got to pick up and the bits that you need to, and you're not really paying attention so much to, as much to the music. Like when it's cutscene action, you can then, you, it's like, you, you then pay attention to what's going on. Like I didn't realize that the, um, the vocals were coming from, you know, the, um, the protagonist and her captor until it got to one of those cutscenes, and I'm like, oh, hang on, they're actually, they're each singing. So, you know, having those time limits while, while it is sort of something that has to be there in order to fit with the soundtrack, it then detracts from what else is going on as well, if that makes sense. Mm. I wonder if it's something you just get into a rhythm with in time. I, I'm honestly wondering if... Um, if what might be best is to put on the subtitles for the soundtrack. So that way, at least while I'm running around, I've still got those, still got those cues there. Mm. Um, It's something I'm going to try next time I jump back in, which will probably be tomorrow morning and um, see if that does make a significant difference to the way that I experience the, the story from the music. So how is the music though? I mean, it's obviously music focused. Is yeah. it good music? Like, oh yeah, like I'm, yeah. I'm loving. It's it's definitely my type of music. Um, yeah. 
like uh, as I said, I haven't been able to pay as much attention to it as I would like. You know the the lyrics and such, but the the beat, the style is definitely my jam. And mm. um, okay, you say you, I'm I'm guessing this is metal. Yes, but there metal. Are, like there are some there are, there are, there's actually quite a lot of diversity even within that. Is this like death metal or are you more like more like symphonic metal, or is it like walk? That's a very good question, Tim. And if I had true knowledge about music, I'd probably be able to answer that question. Unfortunately, I'm one of those simple dudes. It's just like, you know what? I like the sound of that. It sounds like metal. I would, so from what metal. I've seen in the trailers and promotional footage, I would say it's it's more along the symphonic lines with, you know. Yeah. That, yeah. All right. That's me. kind of that I'm, I'm epic like, sort of. I'm like. Yeah. Almost that, the Osborne-esque. That, with, a, see, with better I, singers. What, <laughs> what, see, what what kind of like got me into this for a little bit was um, a surprisingly awesome, you would never have guessed it until you heard it, cover of Phantom of the Opera by Nightwish. Oh, yeah, yeah. If that's, if that that's many, what we're looking many, many, many at, many I am 100% ago. on board. <laughs> it, it, it seems like that kind of almost, you know, from what I've seen anyway, that Iron Maiden style, big bombastic with, with not screaming actual singing and yeah there's, there's a little bit of screaming in there but not the sort of like as in cringeworthy sort it's just, yeah. yeah it's it's sort of you know uh, from what I remember from what I remember from the f- opening for, well, not the opening bits but one section it's like you get that sort of raw sound as you know it's kicking off a chase and because your character's a drug addict who hasn't had a hit there's like like visually flames coming off everything and so it's it's just more of a uh used to convey you know the panic and the 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 situation i suppose Hmm. very interesting it certainly certainly seems like a unique title and i you'll have your review up sometime in the future for us so yeah it looks looks like something to keep an eye on i think definitely different definitely definitely different. different cool all right because we've uh, been all playing a game, uh, we've decided to talk about it again, and we're going to go biker zombie hunting in Days Gone. I've been playing on PC because it's just came out, and uh, I'm assuming Tim, because he just got his PS5, managed to download it as part of the collection. And Paul's yeah, just, it's just a PlayStation a- game, so we just assume so, he's And I'm a, I'm a dirty <laughs> shill. I, re- I also reviewed it for Player 2 back in 2019. Yeah. Got um. So we've gone from a definitely unique to definitely of a formula is kind of yeah. the way we've gone here. It is. It is definitely of a formula. It's a very moody take on the formula. Yeah. Somewhat, I mean, it, it, it seems like the mood of Last of Us meets the essence of Horizon Zero Dawn and then just kind of smash them together. Yeah, there's a lot of um, that. You can see, lacking see the, the polish of either. It's weirdly refreshing to see this game, like a first place only game, actually be kind of janky sometimes. It's not janky at all on PC. It's like really like compared to the Horizon Zero Dawn port, this is like masterclass. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn was a terrible port for a long time. I've had a lot of geometry just not load in. Yeah, so it's it's right. butter on the PC now. That, yeah. That's interesting. I mean, because you know, like I I played the game in a pre pre release state back in twenty nineteen, like before the the actual launch publicly, and like it was rough then, and you know, in in patches. So a little, a few of the things you were just describing there, Tim. But within a month or two, that was all ironed out. So it's interesting that you're well, sorry, seemingly it was completely ironed out. Apparently, that's not the case, or. You're a very unlucky. There's like one very specific build 
building where like the floor and some of the walling like during any cutscene just doesn't load in and everyone's just kind of floating in this set oh, right super odd and a couple of other things but that's the one that's like stuck out as like recurring but like I'm probably should, like partly and I guess that sense it's a jank but like this game is a lot better than I think a lot of people were expecting it to be myself very much included well it copped a really bad um, rap at launch um, and I mean, diving into the weeds of the little the, of the game a little bit, and again, just the the fact that I had it in a pre, in the pre launch state, they should never have put it in the hands of reviewers at that point in time. Yeah, that game was like the the day one patch that came out made it into a game that was kind of passable in a lot of people uh, in a lot of people's eyes. Mm. Now, I was fortunate enough that I mentioned I had a few little bugs, but nothing of any sort of significance. Whereas every other review, and I'm kind of trawling the internet at this point because my review was. I don't know a few a few notches higher, I guess, in terms of praise than most of the others. I'm going, what have I not seen Missed. here? What, what's going on? So I'm trawling it, and everyone's talking about bugs and glitches and hard crashes and all those and things that I just wasn't getting. So I was very fortunate. Oh, I've definitely not hard. But um, oh no, and this is again. I mean, this is obviously two years ago now, um, and before the game mm-hmm. had finally come out. But you know, for seeing all those stories and hearing a lot of that sort of thing, I'm going, well, they should just never have gotten <clears> into reviewers' hands at the time that they did. That that was simply what kind Maybe. of crucified the game critically, yes. because then as the fans, like as pr- prospective fans, it sold say, really well though, and the fans sold really well, and came. the community latched onto it um, because there's the but there's like I, a real I, good. I think this is part it. of Sony's identity now is having this confidence that like Sony seems to have a yeah, super polished, good, and that's like but also like getting level. it out to reviewers yeah. early, like yeah. Um, but the other thing I was referring to is like they really want this to be an open world game, but they also have very set cinematic things that they kind of want to do. So you'll like rock up to something in midday, and then like nobody just got to wind this forward to midnight before this act, this scene can start forward, and it, ever, and it happens all the time. And you just kind of like, ah. yeah, yeah, it was frustrating. It 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 certainly for me it's a, a game I will enjoy over a long time. Like I played. A bit of it on PS4, but I, I, I'm playing it a bit more now on PC. It's kind of clicking with me a bit more. Have you both gotten to the hordes yet? On PS5. Yeah, I've gotten to a few, a few of those. Tim, but, have you tried uh, the hordes out yet? Um, like where there's hundreds of I have, I've freakers? Mostly tried to avoid them, but I definitely had one point where my girlfriend decided she wanted me to try and kill them. And then immediately freaked out when I literally had like 300 freakers running after me. Yeah, I mean, it's like some of the most enjoyable but also challenging parts of that game are when you decide it's time to go or maybe you've just engaged them somehow accidentally. Oh, no, it's always time to go. I Oh, I had one point where like I was probably meters away where I just turned a corner without even seeing them just about until I was like driving away and like, yep, don't want to start a fight there. That's a lot. That's a lot of dudes. But as That's a lot you of zombie get, dudes. As you get more proficient and you start to acquire all the various different resources in the game those start to suddenly become feasible and you start to work out well like you you take your time in like uh, in the same way that you might in a stealth game for example you kind of scope out the the environment and work out where some of these choke points are and all the and various bottlenecks and all those sort of things you start to identify those things in the area just because you've you've started to gain some knowledge of the world a little bit and you work out okay i can set this trap here there's a you know, red barrel because, of course, there are always red barrels. Uh, they're, they're here, mm. and I can do this here. And I, you know, if I get them all to funnel through this spot, I can also take out a lot with my assault um, assault rifle and those. And you start to you thin the herd very, very quickly through some of those big brash actions. Mm. 
and then all of a sudden it becomes a far more uh, accessible thing. Now, there's a few times, the first few hordes that I took out, it was I was very much cheesing it. Like, I'd, I'd go in, I'd take out a couple dozen, and then I'd disappear until they gave up. They'd start to walk away, and I'd pick a few off. they come after me again, I'd jump on the bike and ride away. And it became, it was like an hour or two exercise to take out my first horde. <laughs> but then, as I mentioned, I started to get all this other gear, and I started to just kind of learn the, I don't know, the dance that you kind of go through to have to to succeed in taking them out and all of a sudden it felt far more accessible and so that'll be one of the things as you get deeper into the game and you start to add to what Deacon can do you'll start to feel more confident in taking those waves down fairly deep I just don't know if I felt a need to and I'm quite happy to just avoid them and that's Um, fair my focus has definitely been on um, hand-to-hand combat the stealth in this game is hilariously easy yeah yeah, like the angles you can approach somebody from and they get them from behind is amazing. But it like comes back out, you like incredibly. Uh, it's like the world. A lot of the dramatic open world stuff just kind of frequently breaks itself. For example, you'll get um, radio. Like all your missions pretty much come through radio calls, except with a few exceptions. And you'll just occasionally get some back to back that just kind of clash with each with each other with how the narrative is going yeah. quite a lot. And like the um, marauders are like sniper outposts just kind of appear out of nowhere there's so many snipers and they are so ridiculously accurate every fucking time like you'd be snaking around with nitrous on and bang this just hick with a sniper rifle up in a tree every time will take you out yep yeah they're like the ones in um outriders the worst snipers ever it reminds me of um was it resistance two? resistance three was really good but like some, the first two resistance games like they had no ai just everybody was just impossibly accurate all the time um and i say all this saying that this game i actually think is a lot better than i was expected expecting that you really it cut it cuts its mood brilliantly you actually again think the soundtrack is actually very good mm. there's a lot about it that it's really good and there's a few just things that kind of just didn't land uh, or I feel yeah. like it's too gamey. Like I like the I like the idea that you have to maintain your bike and get petrol, but it seems yeah. like it's a bit my excessive. God, you repair everything so fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I'm running along. I'm literally running and just like repairing. Three seconds later, I've got a completely renewed melee weapon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The crafting's a bit advantages. And uh, I guess it breaks the realism that the and the mood almost. I I, I think it's a pro- it goes against the. Mo- I don't think mechanically yeah. I have a problem with it. I think it goes against the mood that they're trying to. Yeah. yeah, that and like the fuel situation where your bike can go like 500 meters at least at the start of the game before you need to regas. So yeah. as a as a result, there's just like still You're gas all far. over the world. Yeah, the, world, I think the world's was, worst uh, fuel efficiency. It, <laughs> I think it'd be more interesting. Although I'm guessing playtesters found it really frustrating to have real fuel efficiency, but like gas be actually very very rare. So if you do yeah. run out, you actually have to work for it. I would prefer that I could see why in a big mainstream title that might be a problem. Yeah. I, I think it's very much a game worth playing. And if you've got a beastie PC, uh, I've played it on the PS5. The PC is the way to go. It is. It is. It is. Is, anything, like the text it is stunning. Another level. Yeah. It is. A re- even without, like it doesn't have ray tracing, but it's got exceptional HDR. The HDR implementation is amazing and everything just looks great. Um, and it's it's Wait, well. Is the HDR better than the PS4 version? I, my TV, I have an early 4K TV that doesn't actually support HDR, so I actually cannot speak to that. I would, I it's, I would say it's significantly better than the, the PS5 version oh, on wow. my HDR TV, like noticeably so. 
Um, I'm I'm sitting oh. on a good PC with a very good monitor, um, so that obviously all makes a difference. But I mean, if you've got the PC to run it, it's the way to go. It's really, really impressive. Um, Just to be clear, like the PS5 right, version right is literally there. the PS4 version as well. They haven't put yeah, any yeah, up, yeah. they haven't pumped any updates into that. I mean, no, no, the last of us Just, God of War yet. Oh, they ha- they have. They've kind of took away the frame rate cap. And oh no, no, like, but there's some yeah, minor updates. Yeah, those really small ones, but that's it. Yeah. Yeah, they they took off the. They can get sixty frames stock it's now. I think running yeah. at the high res mo- yeah. mode, and, and, it, and that sixty frames has got to be locked, um, easy, which is, I guess is easy to do. But then I've also played a tiny bit of Bug Snacks, delightful game. Somehow I could swear has slowed down even on PS5. <laughs> well, I got to one hundred and twenty quite easily on my PC in days gone. So it's using DLSS and things like that to get a really really good. Uh, What's your graphics experience. card again? 2080. So it's so last it's gen. Pretty much as card. price it last gen, but also about as expensive as a PS5 in and of itself. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I'm not saying it's the cheap way, but uh, yeah, if you've if you've got it, it's um, if you've got it, you may as well. It's it's a really good way to play it. It really is. Yeah. All right, we might move on. We got one more game, and the uh, embargo gods have actually lined up for us again. Two podcasts in a row. That's ridiculous. What? <laughs> and I've been playing Biomutant, um, the game that seems to have been in development for a very long time, and with good reason. There was only like twenty people making this game. Like, this is a tiny team that made this game. X and... Just Cause guys, is that right? Yeah, a few X Avalanche and a few oh, one of the other European devs. Um, it might have even been uh, City Project Red. A couple of guys from there, but um, it's it's. It's such a labor of love, this game. And every, like, every second you play this game, you can feel that the developers put themselves into it. Like, it is a game that has, uh, you know, personality and personal fingerprints all over it. And it's something that only a 20 a 20 man team could make because of that. You know, once you start getting big development teams, it's very easy, especially in this open world. It's an open world RPG you know, action RPG sort of thing, you know, the same sort of stuff that Ubisoft and Sony and Rockstar have been doing for years. Um, But it's, it's, it's got so much personality and so much heart in it. Uh, And, and it's not as polished as those other titles. It's got problems, but that heart carries it a long way. Uh, It, it really, it really makes it feel like a game that's enjoyable and worth experiencing. Mm -hmm. Um, it's it's sad that obviously they can't get to the level of polish of as an Ubisoft title, um, but obviously with with that kind of limited resources, it's never going to happen. And, and I think make an I open think players world and, game with twenty people. Then yeah, yeah, to do this, they've honestly they've created. It's such an amazing effort for such a small team. It really is. And I, I have to stress that because it has problems and there's no denying it. It makes it a really difficult game to review. I want to talk about how much I can see the developers have put into this. I want to talk about, you know, all these wonderful touches and things that are very personalized and very unique. Um, but, but you can't get past that the combat's a bit, yeah. And, and, and there's, there's the graphics are a bit muddy and, you know, some some of the um, interactions are a bit how you're going. The story gets lost in itself a few times, but all of that doesn't really seem to matter that much. 
uh, when when you're playing it. It is a good bit of fun. The only problem, the real big problem I've got, and Sean might be uh, a person to watch out for here, but if you had kids that watched In the Night Garden uh, on ABC with the Eagle Piggles and the Limpy Lomps and the fucking Dinky Donks, you're going to hate this game because the narrator sounds just like that bloke and he talks just the same way and I wanted to stab him. <laughs> Thankfully, <laughs> I could turn him off. <laughs> Yeah, I'm telling you, parents everywhere are shuddering at, in the night garden. It was the worst show ever. Uh, I guess. From that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really is. Um, <laughs> so it starts out, and it's got a really cool cre- uh, creator character screen where where you don't really create their looks. I mean, you can kind of fiddle with colours of fur and things, but how how they look is based on their genetic code. So you you essentially create their genetic oh. code. So. Um, for for example, if you go for a creature with high intelligence and low strength, they'll have a big melon and really skinny arms. Um, you oh, know, sounds adorable. You, actually, he's going to like fall over all the time. It's like a T Rex. Yeah, it does. It's it's really cool. And and you know, uh, uh, if you've got a high stamina, you look like you know a barrel almost with with arms and legs and and it it, it all all tweaks depending cool. on. Where how where you put your kind of uh, your points I guess in to um, when you're creating your character and you've got all these different you know strength luck all the traditional sort of RPG character yeah. creations but what you pick there actually determines how you look which does is, that which change is really over the course cool. of the game if you're like intelligence does. goes up and your so your head can just it swell does, up and actually, get really smart, like, <laughs> it does but not dramatically so the dramatic changes happen at start. But there were small changes as you play based on, and also based on which abilities you pick um, will change uh, some limbs and things like that will start to change color. Or, you know, if you get a poison ability, one of your arms turns kind of green, you know, things like that. And yeah, so there's lots of these little touches that are really impressive and I really like it. And um, as you explore this world, which is a, a devastated world, post-human apocalypse and it's kind of recovered uh and the the whole goal of this game is to prevent a second apocalypse it is an environmentalist game i warn you now it doesn't shy its message away it hits you with a sledgehammer this is all about saving the environment it's very clear about that it does get a little preachy at times um but honestly the world could use some more preaching on it um so it's very clear yeah you know what i mean so it's it's uh yeah it's not shy in talking about corporate greed and corporate um destruction of planet earth based around you know using resources and things like that so it comes up a lot um so that's something to be warned of if that worries you although why i can't understand if it does fuck off yeah yeah i mean it 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 did get to a point where even i went okay i got the hint you know, so is, oh, yes. um, I mean that's the thing though. There is a PlayStation presenting your message yeah. and, as just, you said, like beating you over the head with the yeah, sledgehammer, yeah, 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 just yeah. in getting in your own way. And that was a you know language you used before as well. Like it can be too much. Yeah, it's, okay, yeah it just point, it kind just, of dilutes the message. I yeah. guess the impact loses a little bit because it's so overused at, at some points. Um, and there's also oh, no, some... does the PlayStation version have Barrett from Final Fantasy VII like as a bonus character? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. But there is an interesting thing: the PlayStation Five. So they they copped a bit of stick, and I honestly, this is just horseshit fanboy crap. 
but the PlayStation 5 version is running at 1080p upscaled, uh, whereas the Xbox Series X is running 84K. Um, so that was simply, I think, just a matter of the fact that the developers, a small team, they obviously knew how to work with Xbox better than PlayStation, and that's just how it happened. As the uh, resident PlayStation fanboy here, I am appalled and shocked. You know, who fucking cares? <laughs> Jesus I know. Christ. And that's what someone said. Returnal was upscaled 1080. So, and no one complained about the graphics of that, you know. No, so, it was stunning. Yeah, exactly. So um, that's... And the developers were really open about it. So they came out and said this is going to happen. And then, you know, internet happened. And fanboys unite sort of shit. But, you know, most, most companies would have just let it slide and wait till the digital foundry video comes out. Oh yeah, I guess it is. You got us. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I, look, there, there is clunk and the combat is a bit serviceable. The boss battles are really fun. Um, there's these oh, four world rarity. eaters and they're, they're each tackled in a different way. Um, so the four world eaters are your main goals, I guess. Um, and they're one, they're kind of all associated with, an element one's water one's wind one you know one's nature that sort of planet earth you know captain, captain planet, planet sort of thing yep and uh and they all are approached different way with a different mount that you kind of uh work towards in your quests leading up to that in getting you know a submarine or a, or a boat or a or a um a specialized uh well, not a horse, but they're kind of like these weird goat things that you ride. A mount. Yeah, a mount of some kind. But yeah, so they, they kind of, all your missions lead up to that. And there's also a tribe war going on, which is very open world side questy. The tribe wars where you, you know, mm-hmm. take over an outpost and it becomes yours. And there's a morality system there, which is serviceable, but it's very binary. Um, so there's no, no, no room for gray players. Uh, it's it's very much good or bad. I know it's not necessarily a selling point. I'm okay for a lot of people, with that but... as long as they don't pretend otherwise. No, they don't pretend otherwise. It's very clear that they want you to choose either light or dark. Um, In terms of the length, of the game, are... how, how long are we talking? Like, I mean, it's obviously, like it's a an open world RPG. It's it's mm. smaller in scope from a you know coming from a smaller team and i guess you know the the uh, consensus or growing consensus out there is that you know thanks to the likes of assassin's creed and, the, and witcher yeah. and all those sort of things that people are getting a bit burnt out on the length of these games is this smaller more compact a bit easier for people to digest i think it gives the option for how you want to play it very okay. well Good. um so it took me I, I'm guessing here because um, Xbox Quick Resume balked to the playtime on my save. All so right. it says I've been playing for like nine days. I haven't been playing for that long. Um, <laughs> so uh, I think it took me about 18 hours, 18 to 20 hours to finish the game. Um, do Well, so the good thing was I did the Tribe Wars. There's like nine tribes. But after you do the first two, and if you do them really well, all the other tribes go, hey, we're happy to just surrender now if you don't want to keep oh, doing this. Nice. <laughs> or you can keep doing it. You're cool. And I just went, yeah, no, surrender now. I'm reviewing this. I have to get it done. So, um, yeah, you can do that. And then the main story, yeah, there's probably 15 hours of main story and then side shit. But I can imagine, you know, if someone was really keen on it, they could put 40 or 50 hours in quite easily. <laughs> but you don't ever feel the need like you have to. Like, you never under-leveled or you never feel like fighting's too tough. You regularly take on monsters that are, you know, six, seven, eight 
levels higher than you without worrying too much. So it, it, it's an approachable game, that's for sure. And it's, it's certainly family friendly. But yeah, Biomutant, right. it's worth checking out. Um, our, my review will be up when Embargo drops tonight. So it'll be up before this. Uh, Way before this episode yeah. goes live. Yeah. Yeah. All right, then. We might have a break, go get a drink. Uh, Tim will find some hype-tastic music. And then we'll be back for E3 and associated conferences. This year, things have changed in the season of hype. COVID threw traditions in the bin, and we have a new era to contend with. E3 has gone digital, and so and it has competition from Jeff Keighley, IGN, and people like Sony and EA are doing their own thing. So, for the sake of keeping things simple, we're going to look at all these different announcement events and consider them all the same thing. First, we're going to stick with the big guns, though. Sony. What are they going to give us this year, Paul? God of War, Horizon, and Gran Turismo 7. There you and be, be, nothing be, be, new. I mean, do you, do you remember there the last time they did a press conference? Do you, yeah, yeah. Do yeah. you remember their last press conference? Uh, Twenty. We, we, we got flutes and... Yeah, we got... And, and, it was, there was just the big four. It was Spider-Man. It was... Uh, uh, Ghost, no, God of War was already out. Tsushima. Ghost, Spider-Man, Ghost Tsushima, yeah. Last of Us, and whatever Lo- the fourth Days Gone, maybe, actually. Yeah, d- uh, Days Gone. Might yeah, have been Days Gone. <laughs> Like that was that was their last one. So, um, we were literally just talking about the game and we forgot it already. They, they yeah. were they were roundly cri- <laughs> they were roundly criticised for kind of having such a very simple sort of slate like that, and you know they didn't really elevate other titles, whether they were third party or or even just smaller games or for indie. their own thing, like because they had Concrete Genie on the way as well, and they just gave it no time at all. Um, so I expect that whilst I've listed God of War, Ragnarok or whatever it ends up being called and Horizon and GT7, there'll be other stuff around it, but I think they'll be leaning on the third parties from there. We heard... Um, Call of Duty, obviously. PlayStation, yeah, Call of Duty. I assume that's where you probably get your Activision fix. Um, but even then, I mean, they're not attending E3 in the traditional method. They're not having their own press conference in that respect. So we could very well see Activision do its thing with Call of Duty through Keeley specifically himself. Yeah, because that's what they did with uh, Tony Hawk last year, and what they did with Crash, and all those sorts of things. So, so that could be the platform that they use there. But I mean, yes, it's like the, uh, Call of Duty and PlayStation are kind of linked these days. There's there's a business deal in place, so maybe PlayStation will have its own state of play, and that's where you'll see Call of Duty. Yeah, may, may, you know, stands to reason. But um, I mean, in terms of the first parties, like oh, there's obviously the three I mentioned. And then the rest of the studios we heard coming from PlayStation directly recently, they've got 25 exclusives, mm. like first party or PlayStation Studios exclusives, which 
very specific language because that doesn't mean first party or second party. Yeah. It could be either. They count Returnal as as, an, uh, as a first party title, though it's not. Um, so, so the language around that's kind of interesting, but I don't think we'll see too many of them. Maybe the Last of Us factions. Maybe the uh, the now basic it's as good as confirmed remake of the original, which still drives me mad. Yeah, it's but, beyond me. Yep, yep. You know, yeah, it stands I'm, to reason I'm, we might I'm see not, those. I'm not playing that. I mean, I'm a sucker and I'll 100% buy it, but I don't want it to happen. I won't. Because I, I don't want to be a dirty yeah. hypocrite, but I'm going to be a dirty hypocrite if they release it. Um, <laughs> Can't help yourself. Maybe I'll buy it and then not play it out of protest. It's too late at that point. I've already given my money. Yeah. Um, Use it as a coaster. Yeah. Uh, so, like, we could. there's a chance of seeing those little things. Horizon's obviously the big tent pole because that's the one they're still declaring will be out this year. Ratchet will already be out by that point. Um, mm. Or in that window anyway, E3 is supposed to start just days after Ratchet releases. Yeah. They can't even leverage so, Final Fantasy VII Integrate because that will also be out a couple of days beforehand. Yeah. What Final Fantasy um, 16. 16. Yeah. And that's, so that's where they can lean on Square Enix for yeah, that for Forspoken? For... Forsaken. I feel like it's Forspoken. But I don't know. No, it's, no. That, that's yeah, it's you know, a dumb name, like, whichever way. <laughs> Being a lot of dumb names this generation already. Vintage yeah. Square Enix. Um, yeah. So Such that they, a Square Enix yeah. name. Yeah. Project Triangle Strategy. That some, yeah. Somebody has a t- title trademark on Foretold and they go, what's another word for told? Yeah. <laughs> and then spoken, I guess. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Um, that works. So yeah, they'll certainly lean on the, those third-party relationships that got them through early in the PS4 generation. And I think that's yeah. going to be kind of the key for them in this early stage. They are better equipped on the first party slate than they were this time last gen. They had they had Infamous to kind of get the ball rolling last year and that was about it. Mm. Oh, and sorry, and our Lord and Saviour, Knack. Um, <laughs> but, so and I then they like, botched Knack 2 and everyone got it for free. Yeah. I, when it launched. I, I, yeah. For well, a that day. Was, I, that was just PlayStation <laughs> Australia as well. That wasn't even the whole world, so... Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Everyone in Australia got it for free. It was great. What are the <laughs> I would on? really like Sony to bring back the focus on indies. I feel like they did that really well at the start of last gen, probably out of necessity because they were a bit, um, I guess, light on yeah. initially. But I think towards the end of last gen, they almost forgot about anything different. To and that's fair, my biggest worry with Sony is that those tenpole titles, they all feel similar. And I worry that they're not promoting indies and stuff anymore. I would love to see a big push for indies this year from Sony. I think they did a pretty good job of it during that place, that first PlayStation showcase last year. Remember, that's where we saw Kana Bridge of Spirits. It's where we, which yeah. admittedly looks yeah. like yeah. a simple game, cool to be fair. But we saw that Stray. Game. Yeah, Stray, Jet the Far Shore. Uh, otherwise known as that weird cat game. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like the weird cat game. There's yeah. a, there, there was a, and there was a lot more that I didn't mention there because I can't remember what they're all called. Um, you know, old Chorvis or whatever the hell that, that game's meant to be called where they use using a V instead of an R. I think it's meant to be Chorus, but there's a V, so go figure. Oh, no, that's an Xbox exclusive. Oh, was that an Xbox one? I don't yeah, know. yeah. I think stupid, so, yeah. Then yeah. Let's, just, let's just leave it at that game has a stupid name. Stupid naming, naming. yeah. Um, yeah. But like the they, pe- even the PR the don't movies. know the proper name for that one because I've had emails saying both. <laughs> so- Holy shit. Um, like they, they did lean into quite a few indies through some of that presentation there, and I hope that they double down on them. Obviously, they yeah. you know, the Pathless was one of those, and they launched with that. So, and like honestly, this- it was possibly the best. Like Miles Morales was very good, 
but I think Parfus certainly did more yeah. unique and more with, I guess, the PlayStation. It was a more unique title to, to lead oh, absolutely. with. Absolutely, yeah. You know, like they, Spider-Man they, they, we'd, we'd yeah. seen before. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can throw Demon Souls in there as another as another yeah. launch title, but it was in itself a remake. So, yeah. like, it was probably the you're right, the most original title, unless you want to throw Bug Snacks in there, which was still a mystery to everyone. Um, <laughs> like, who knows what that game is? But like, they are experimenting in that space. They are working with partners and that sort of thing. And I think like, you'd have to be when you've got uh, Greg Rice, you know, formerly Double Fine, and Shuhei Yoshida leading the charge. You're going to find some really cool indies. Yeah. Um, I know, that's something I really hope for. Just, uh, it's just something as a, I guess, where I sit in the games industry in my own little niche is something I want to see the big companies do is support little innovative titles. I think yeah. both the major consoles and Nintendo now, especially with the Switch, have had various points where they've really like honed in on the indies and then let it lapse at times. So I, I, I hope that doesn't go away, you know. Yeah, I mean, they've even done a weird job of pitching some. So, yeah, I mentioned a bunch of yeah. titles that got a real, you know, good bit of spotlight at the the PlayStation event. But then you get, and admittedly, they're still giving them a spotlight. But in the same way, that's a bit weird that PlayStation goes and speaks to Wired about key features. Wired being a feature, uh, you know, an art, a magazine that's not what it was anymore. So yeah, in terms yeah. of, uh, you know, how prolific it is. They, they'll announce indie yeah. games on just the PlayStation blog. They'll say, hey, we're, you know, we've got five indie games and we're going to post one every half hour. And of course, people don't, like most people don't go to the PlayStation blog. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like they're, they're looking for that trailer on the PlayStation channel and they're looking for social media work and it's not, or, or yeah. they're looking for it in a big, you know, state of play stream. Like hold these things and put them alongside The Last of Us or put them alongside Spider-Man or whatever it is so that these games get some proper mm-hmm. time. And Surely so as Sony... The big company that it is can afford to pay one video bloke to chop some trailers into a digital direct. Yeah, you know, it's it's. I, it's I think we're going to get it. I think we're going to get it very long. I, I think we will too, but yeah, it's I just think, been a bit odd up to this point. I think it's going to go hard. I think it's going to open and ratchet and clank. That game's going to be fresh in people's memory. Mm. And then maybe DLC. Basically, going to use it to sell the next. No, they're going to use it to sell the next Spider-Man game because hello, I do not see how that tech is not getting used for a Spider-Verse tie-in. They did. Miles Morales was the Miles Morales had... Yeah, and and they, they even actually have the, the skin. I haven't actually played it, but does it actually can... have the world trans- traversing shit? Oh, wow. Cool, yeah, cool, I mean, they, they even gave you the, the Spider-Verse. They even gave you the Spider-Verse. And they... Um, Drop the suit animations down to 24 frames a second, so it seemed like it was in the movie. It so everything else is 60 unbelievably frames. Unbelievably good. And the suit is 24 frames. So that was super cool. Yeah. And not jarring in the slightest. It was incredible. But that, that's, <laughs> you know, gushing about Spider Verse. We could do yeah, that yeah. for in a whole podcast for another night. But they, they, they've got some cool stuff up their sleeve. Um, Sean, you look like you're about to jump in. You've got to, you've got to be more forceful in these things. Go hammer. Uh, oh, no, look, uh, look, the one thing that I would have thrown in about the, the Sony stuff, um, and, and this is why I was sort of hanging back is because, you know, this is not to do with the indies, was just um, thoughts that I had regarding, you know, well, Deathloop's been pushed back until September. Um, but you got that and um, Ghostwire Tokyo, which are both yep. PS5 games both being developed by Bethesda companies, which is now owned by Microsoft. 
Yeah. And so it brings up this thing of how much promotion will we see for them? I mean, but there's a, they wouldn't want to shoot themselves in the foot and having done this work and whatever and not promoting it too much, but it, it makes you wonder how much the uh, Microsoft overlords would allow. No, I think I think what's happening Microsoft there is no power over that. No, they're uh-huh. they're just honouring existing agreements. Yeah, the, the so, weird thing about that in terms of how it's going to be presented is the fact that the report's already out there that like Xbox will have its own show, whatever that ultimately yeah. takes, you know, and looks like at E three, and Bethesda's immediately following, so they are separating in that respect. But yeah. will you see Deathloop and Ghostwire? That now, admittedly, Ghostwire seems like it's a fair bit further off at this point. Yeah, but um. Will you see, let's focus on Deathloop. Will you see Deathloop there or will it be kind of kicked straight over to PlayStation? We don't want to necessarily show it in our thing here where it convolutes a message that we're trying to establish as Xbox, which is Bethesda's yeah. ours. Mm. And so we don't want to have... I think they're going to reach a um, mutual ground where it's absolutely handled by Sony and they get to avoid any mention of Microsoft owning Bethesda. Exactly. And so... I think they'll just show Deathloop. To be honest, it's a game... The Bethesda one? You mean? Oh, no, at Sony. I think yeah. they'll, they'll show it at Sony. They can do that. There's no issues it there. I think it's, yeah. it's the other way around that I think is the concern in that respect because you're not going to go, here's Starfield, here's uh, Wolfenstein 3, think... here's this in the Bethesda show, and these are all coming exclusive to Xbox except this one, which is coming to PlayStation. I think you might find, say, come Video Game Awards time when the exclusivity agreement's starting to run out that... The Video Game Awards has a big fancy Deathloop trailer for the Xbox with the, you know, bonus content or Game, game of the Year edition or whatever, whatever the fuck it is. You know, I think that you'll find that around that time, um, but not at E3. I think they'll just let Sony run run with the ball, and, and which is fair enough, too, you know. And Xbox are good like I that. Think we're yeah, I think deals. Xbox are good at, good at playing. I think they're good at honouring deals and playing themselves off as a good guy while they do yep. it. Because, I mean... They're not they doing anything good here. It's like, I mean, that's like this existing contract. Like, yeah. it would, they would need Sony to agree mm. for it to not happen. Under American law, um, they I were do think very we're going to able see... to can, can those agreements, though. Um, they would have been able to kind of get out of it because of change of ownership and then it renegotiates the contract and all these other things come into it. But they've they've used that as a PR point. Yeah, you know, so they can say, well, no, we're, we're not dickheads about this. That was in place. Yeah. Sony and Microsoft speaking in Vindies, we're going to see some new indie game announced. I've no idea what it is, and I guarantee it'll say available now. Of yes. course. <laughs> I actually... trailer available available on the PlayStation Store today. The stealth drop is the best part of these things. I think it's going to be like, I think the biggest stealth drop we're ever going to see is going to be Shadow Warrior 3 at the Devolver Digital conference because they have been pushing the PR right now like I'm getting a Shadow Warrior 3 email every second day from Doug at this point in time oh really so yeah <laughs> so like it's a new trailer new trailer new trailer so it makes me think at the Devolver Digital Nina's gonna come out and go motherfuckers Shadow Warrior 3 Nina Struthers know. is the best part of E3 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, need, we need some more less safe Let's say yes, because what we had so far for um, Sony is, oh, the three games we know they're going to show. Yeah. um, So I'm going to go on a little bit of a limb here. Say Final Fantasy 16 is going to turn out to be coming out sooner than we think, probably quarter one next year. Wow. Yeah. I think think, think Square... 
I think it's going to be less visually spectacular than usual. I think they Square wants to get a habit, wants to get it out. Also wants to get it out so they can start talking about Final Fantasy VII Part Two without it shooting Final Fantasy Sixteen in the foot. Which it's already done by existing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, to an extent. I, I mean... Everybody knew that the PlayStation 5 was coming, Ghost of Tsushima came out, and everybody bought Ghost of Tsushima anyway. There's something about like visual and sight that changes yeah, yeah. these things. I think we're going to get a really good long look at um, Horizon. We're going to see a little bit of gameplay of God of War, and Gran Turismo will probably be delayed again. I think you might see, uh, what's his name, from Stargate come out and yell boy at the crowd and we've established earlier today that <laughs> we don't need him anymore I've got this <laughs> check my Twitter feed people <laughs> but yeah I, I don't think we're going to see much of God of War that's yonks away yet and Sony doing their typical oh it's coming out next year bullshit and everyone on the planet went oh it's fucking not it's not coming out <laughs> the God of War thing like for them to double it like with everything that was going on with the pandemic for them to yeah. come out and say this thing's coming 2021 alongside Horizon and Ratchet yeah. and you know, everyone, everyone on the planet went it's not fucking coming out next year no way <laughs> Like they've they've reached yeah. in the past, but I don't think they've ever quite reached like that to try and convince people this oh, thing's coming as soon. Gran as Turismo. As every release date Gran Turismo's ever had has been a reach. Yeah, <laughs> I have a lot more faith in God of War really hitting its current release date, whatever that may be, than Gran Turismo. Yeah. I do think depend actually because traditionally in the. Un- and so my favorite thing about what we call this E3 at the moment is that it's becoming a season as opposed to E3. I, want, yeah. I just kind of want E3 to die and just to be like this the season for like game news drops. Yeah, everyone, everyone goes, okay, June, we're going to get all our good shit. And, See, and like, that's when... Or like do a Christmas in July for video games or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not with you, Tim. Like I, I'm thrilled that e, the E3 now, you know, whether it's digital, remains digital like it is this year or goes back to a physical thing or somewhere in the middle going forward, you know, remains to be seen. But I'm, I'm all for E3 coming back because the thing that frustrated me most about last year is that everything was like it was a three block a three month window, and everything was just strewn out across the whole thing. You didn't know I whether someone was three month big window, or but small I, or whatever. And like, to, I think I think if it's compressed into this like I want two or just three E3 week to become period. this tent pole, but it doesn't have to be E three anymore. Like, oh yeah, okay, right. Just this I'm kind of known known date. Like, there's two to three weeks. I do not want three months. That would be nuts. I mean, it sounds like we're still like kind just, of just getting two that. weeks of hype. Yeah. 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 It's it's going to be very odd, regardless. I think the the people that are, I think honestly this year Microsoft is going to be probably the most exciting one, um, just because it's now the time that all those developers that they've purchased are getting to the point where we can Have start seeing some show. things. You know, um, so we'll see some avowed. We have one last Sony thing before we yep. get into Microsoft. Simply, I'm. I was trying to say, like, in the traditional schedule, Microsoft would always go before Sony. Yeah, I can yeah. always promise myself that Sony has, like, two or three, like, big surprises that they are, like, unlock this box based on Xbox announcements one, two, three, unlock this one, this yeah. box on four, five, six, and, like, if they've really gone to town, we need to just let all of these loose. Yeah, and yeah. how many of those cards they let they let on the table will depend on what Microsoft shows. It could uh-huh. also affect the length of the God of War trailer, like, there, drop yep. the mic moment. You all thought Days Gone 2 wasn't coming? Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> we I say like EA and announcing Skate I mean, 4. I, that's not quite the same mic drop as a Final Fantasy VII remake, I don't think. No, no. 
Not even close. <laughs> it's more like the Final Fantasy VII that's coming to PS4, but hey, it's a remaster of the one on the PS1. Suck shit. Yeah. <laughs> that shit-eating grin that the executives had on their face when they announced that one. I think it was the funniest day of their lives. Yeah, they laughed. All right, let's move on to Microsoft. Uh, Sean. Yes. What's the big M going to bring? Uh, well, look, I think we can all guarantee Halo Infinite is uh, making an appearance yep. and probably polished to all hell. Yep. Is um, Craig still going to be there? I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> can we have um, a drink? <laughs> other than that, I reckon new Forza. Um, yep. And potentially a look at the new fable how much of a look we get i don't know but i reckon that even if they just do a teaser like a little bit more of a teaser than what we've had something to you know just keep the interest and and the hype built up um yeah like if we're going just microsoft microsoft and we're keeping bethesda separate that's they're my three guaranteed you're gonna see stuff there yeah i think i think they're pretty safe bets I think your, your they'll want to ride that fable train. Your fours that you're talking about, is, are you suggesting mm-hmm. a motorsport or are you suggesting a horizon? Because that probably dictates to whether you see fable or not. Uh, There's two was, teams. What was the last one? It is, it is two teams, but they, don't want, to, they yeah. don't want to... It was Forza Horizon 4, but it was also several years ago. Huh. Um, it's been a long well, time reckon, for both now. Yeah, um... Probably whichever one is is due up. Like they, they, they do an old motorsport. motorsport. Yeah, motorsport. and they've already announced that they've shown just you know a sizzle reel thing at one of the early Xbox um, Series X kind of hype reels was mm. yeah. The only showed, reason showed. the only reason why I think it can't be both like you can't have, even though you're right, Matt. Like they are two different studios working on two different things. Yeah. Is it's kind of the optical win that you can have there, like here's uh, Playground with this and then at another event here's Playground with this and if you See, just shoot them both at the same time that's I disagree I think Forza Horizon else. 5 is going to be announced and it's going to come out this year and it'll run on last gen's tech so we're not going to get motorsport I think it's going to break the cycle um, I think motor- motorsport's being built from the ground up brand new engine next gen only uh, Microsoft have stated previously they're going to try and get as much on the Xbox One as possible. I think in the meantime, they're going to have a Forza Horizon built on the last tech, which is still fucking impressive. Let me tell you, Forza Horizon is the best racing game available, hands down. Um, So I think there's going to be a new one. It's going to be set, I don't know, Africa or Japan or East Asia or somewhere, somewhere different. It probably won't be as... And just to yeah, throw it out there as like a wish and then hope it comes true is like, I would love it if they did something like Southeast Asia, like just somewhere like video games just never go. Yeah, I think it will. And Forza Horizon has done that traditionally, done, like it did Australia for fuck's sake. Um, no one does Australia. <laughs> so uh, I think that's going to come out and because they can, not necessarily because it's easy, but they can get that done while they're rebuilding Forza Tech for Forza 8 to be the graphical showpiece on next gen. So that that's that's kind of my feeling, and I think we'll still see Fable because they're two teams. But Fable will be like this time next year sort of thing, and Forza Horizon will be September. Okay. Yeah, that, that's kind of my feeling on it because I think Microsoft needs Forza Horizon. Like last gen, Forza Horizon was the flag bearer. It was... Honestly, the yeah, 10 out of 10 game. 
for Xbox. So, and even yeah, even non-racing fans like Forza Horizon, you know. So, it's pretty countryside to just tear it up through, man. Yeah, it's it is just brilliantly put together. So, I hope that that's what happens, and I have a feeling that's what's going to happen. Hellblade's going to be there in a big way. Hellblade will be there. Absolutely. Um, oh, definitely. I mean, they. Mate. I don't think the game's quite as far along as we maybe first thought. Though it was only in the last year since they kind of announced it. They talked about, oh, we've come across to Unreal Five, which was you know still not really mm. publicly available for quite a while after they first announced it. So, um, you know, it might mean that game's a little bit further behind the map, perhaps we first thought. I still don't think. Yeah, it's I don't think it's this year. But I'm not. I'm not banking on 2021. Yeah. No. Um, and that's fine, to be honest. And then what about all the other yeah. studios that have acquired? Ignoring the Bethesda part, which I think can kind of isolate. Microsoft's, Microsoft's It's Available Tonight, Today, Check Your Game Pass moment is going to be Psychonauts 2. Yep. I think so too. I think we Psycho- get a last little weird tri- trailer followed by a little ping if you watch it on your Xbox Tim, saying this is available Schaefer is going to jump out on stage and go, you can download it now, motherfuckers. And everyone's going to be super happy. Get off my back. <laughs> yeah, stop nagging me. Stop nagging me. I'm going to go and make Brutal Legend 2. All right. <laughs> Costume Quest 3, please. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think, yeah, I think you're probably not far wrong there. I think because there's been a lot of kind of language from Tim Schafer recently about how, you know, he's been saying without saying that it's pretty close to done. So I think it has I think to be at this point. It has to be. Honestly, that's what I've liked about Microsoft's strategies. They haven't. It haven't seemingly, I can't say from the outside, but from optics, it appears like they bought these studios and just said, you do you, you know, to to Double Fine, to Obsidian. They've just said, hey, we, we bought you, but we bought you because you were you. We didn't buy you to change you into something else. So, um, and that seems to be the optics that are coming across. And Tim, I can't imagine Tim Schafer is the type of bloke that would hide things you know, he seems like the type of guy that would just go, you know, call a spade a spade. Oh, no, he straight up, I think he even just straight up came up and said, look, man, like, financial security for the studio like this. Yeah. Well, I've I got mean, employees so, to feed, like, come I mean, on. Even think about what happened with uh, Broken Age back in the day. Like, they had to, you know, you know, they got their funding or whatever, and then they said, well, sorry, we're going to need more. And then enough. they broke it into yeah. two parts. Like, they, they didn't hide from it. They were very transparent. They yeah. understood that people weren't necessarily going to like it. Maybe some people might even cancel their original pledges, but he he was upfront with what needed to be done for the, the sake of the project and the team. And yeah. in the end, I think people vibed with that. So Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think Tim Shave is a very easy person to believe and, and, and listen to. He's built a lot of trust with the with the the uh, community and i think you know his his indications are that microsoft have basically said you go for it we didn't buy you to do racing games we bought you to be double fine so be double fine um and so i, I think to microsoft's end that i think when they did this buying spree they did it knowing that the current generation as it was then was lost Ooh. So they're like, we don't need a game from you in the next two years. We will, but we want to like have this start appearing in the next gen. So that. Yep. So I think we'll see avowed in a big way. Yes. I think that will be. I think we'll see avowed probably. They'll probably say like February release date, but it probably won't come out till like May, um, just because it seems to be how games go. I think in Exile's second development, second team is working on Fallout. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's what they're doing. I think 
because there's been a few slips of Microsoft executives have said, you know, we've got big new, we've got our teams working on big titles from established IPs and they've mentioned Fallout when they've said that. Do you and think they're going to dare and go isometric again? Oh, no. Yeah. I reckon we're going to say isometric. InXL have already said they're working on two, uh, they're working on a first person ah. role-playing game in Unreal 5. A Fallout game in Unreal 5 is like, holy shit, Bethesda, no this is what a good Bethesda game engine. will look like. <laughs> 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 this is what graphics are, Bethesda. They look good. <laughs> you can make it pretty. Is this, a, is, this our seg- is this our segue then into into Starfield? Um, yeah. Hang on. I want to throw, I want to throw yep. in there quickly a, ver- a uh, prediction for the Microsoft thing. I reckon we're going to see Battlefield 6 in the Microsoft presentation. Possibly. They've already announced that they're going to show it off early in before June. the EA. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. well they've I said, yeah, in, actually, in June, right? with, the, with the EA Play agreement that they've got that brings EA games to Game Pass, that's that's the only way, unless they're doing like their own, they're just going to release the trailer sense. online, um, then, yeah, it'll be during the Microsoft presentation, which and I, for one, am looking forward legit. to that game. It totally makes sense. You know, PlayStation's got COD now, so Xbox grabbed Call of Duty with their existing agreement with EA, so it, it's a logical thing. I always prefer Battlefield over COD anyway. You're always... I'm going to piss off a lot of fanboys fan by saying that, but um, yeah. You won't piss anyone here off. No, 13-year-olds <laughs> aren't listening to this podcast. No, oh. no. Damn. All right, so which which podcast do I have to go on to roll up, roll up some 13-year-olds? <laughs> Any of the GameSpot ones or IGN ones? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so as we were, moving on. All right. Let's go from Microsoft. We'll go to Bethesda. Starfield, Xbox exclusive, 2022. Yes. Yep. Mm. I mean, Holiday. Basically, There's, you reckon it's going to be that and PC. Now. I reckon it's going to be that late. I, I reckon I Microsoft... Happy to say that Bethesda, look, guys, you've got a reputation, hey? Now you've got our money backing you. How about you take that extra time and just make sure it doesn't fucking break on day so one? I think they, this is probably going to be a series exclusive. It's going to be series exclusive, absolutely. And so I think no for Xbox that, based version. on the current rules, that, it, that they have to give it a certain degree of space. Yep. I think... I forget what it was, but like they said for the first year or two, like all games would be consoles or whatever yeah uh it'll be pc and it'll be xbox series x only and s and s playing like 900p or 1080 i can see it i think the only the only thing that i may be slightly skeptical about is the the late 2022 part i feel like the early to mid window might still be a good one only just trying to picture the okay they will announce it for early to mid and then it will actually come out at the end Oh, see, I'm, I'm, I'm tipping him say early and then maybe three months later. So we're talking about, you know, this window. I, I think it'll depend on when Avowed's due. If Avowed's due holiday 2022, then they might, it might be earlier. If it's not, then I'd say they'd go holiday 2022. I would, like, I would feel that Avowed is behind Starfield. I, I think so. I think, I think Avowed is probably 2023. Because considering Outer Worlds wasn't that long ago. 
But they do, I mean, to your point, they do need to be able to separate all these RPGs because, yeah, yeah, you mentioned those two. There's Fable in there. There's yeah. all, I mean, you know, really, Hellblade's Xbox not an becomes... RPG, but it's kind of, you know, aesthetically, it'll kind of look like it might fit in that mold to, to the more layman consumer. Yeah. Like, I, I think they could look a bit more as well. So, in Exile are working on two games. Yeah. Also, you've got Bethesda, you've got Obsidian. Like, there's a lot of RPGs coming out of Xbox Studios. So. And not to mention just, you know, the fact that Mass Effect and Dragon Age are coming back, which, you know, obviously not under their umbrella, but that's just more RPGs in the system. Yeah. It, it, there's no reason for them to dot them with even three, four, five months gap. Like, they can really space this out if they want to. Yeah. And that's why I think they'll give Starfield the room to breathe. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say, hey, we're running pretty long. Maybe we should move on to Nintendo slash everybody else. Okay, Nintendo. Go, Tim. Nothing. I'm going to give yes. a depressing... Nintendo. Yeah, basically, basically depressing predic- prediction and say we're still not going to see Metroid Prime. No, And not. I'm going to be like, oh, man. That game doesn't exist. <laughs> you've got more chance of seeing a Duke Nukem sequel than you've got of seeing Metroid Prime 4. <laughs> That silence you hear is my heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> I think there is a chance we might see a downloadable F-Zero that's going to probably be more expensive than it should be. <laughs> yes. There's a good chance of that. Yep. And Breath of the Wild 2, which they won't mention at the time, but will later show turn out to be running way better on that new Switch that everybody knows about, but Nintendo is still refusing yeah. to acknowledge. We're not going to talk about that. Some Breath of the Wild 2. Yeah, and they would probably show, they'll probably do something like short running on the new switch, but not admit that the new switch exists. Yeah, <laughs> I'm adamant that we're going to get the the Breath of the Wild two and the the Switch Pro, or whatever it's called, will be at the end of this year. Both. Yeah, they'll they'll want to launch the two together. I think. Yeah, yeah, and then they'll want to stress that you know Breath of the Wild two does still work on your normal switch. Good luck with that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, have you seen Horror Warriors? Um, yeah. And that's not even graphically intensive. Uh, the, yeah, they'll want, they'll want to pair those two together, which makes total sense in terms of optics, in terms of marketing. All that makes a fan hell of sense. Hype. And I just, yeah, fanboy hype, of course. Yeah. Um, like, even, even when they debuted Splatoon 3, however many months ago that was now, I looked at that and like... I'm not even a hundred percent sure if you're not running on the pro or you know the the yeah yeah, pro, yeah which it was like it's only a subtle thing because obviously like the Splatoon art style is very specific and it, you know, it makes it a little bit harder but just the way it was presented just gave me a feeling I've got nothing more to base it on than that but they're just, running on it a just higher didn't, it just looked like it was running on something higher than what it'd be like the old school. Um tricks that some devs used to pull they go hey, how good does this the game look and Kill it's running on like six thousand dollar pc yeah you know <laughs> yeah yeah so i mean that, that'll be interesting but i mean nintendo as always is the big big question mark i guess for e3 you, you know the, is metroid gonna come back there's been a bunch of reports about donkey kong in the last few weeks that apparently the the mario odyssey team are going to be working on a 3d donkey kong but i mean with you uh... know there's Bane oh, Odyssey from Platinum. I don't need more Donkey Kong. I'd, I'd, I'm in for a 3D I'd, Donkey I'd Kong. I'd love a 3D Donkey Kong. Whereas I'd, I could probably pass on a 3D Mario at the moment. Donkey Kong 64 for me was the best 3D platformer on the, the Nintendo 64. 
I reckon it was you better than Mario. Play I reckon banjo, it was better we... than Banjo. <laughs> I mean, there's merit. I have no stake in that fight, but I expect there are probably a lot of purists out there very angry at you right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And the, I, I those are the ones that better. might actually be listening to this podcast, not the 13. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love Donkey Kong 64. I really, really enjoyed it. I've but I never had a 64, so I played it on my cousins. And yeah, I, I got a massive kick out of it. Um, there's Bayonetta 3, which is obviously Platinum. That has to show up. That- Surely that's coming out. We can, we can say the same thing about Metroid at this point as well. And admittedly, uh, the story Platinum, around those two is a Platinum bit different. Platinum is a workhorse, though. Like, Platinum gets shit out. Platinum gets shit made. Well, that, I mean, that is that is the big difference, I guess, because like, in the case of you know uh, the Metroid Prime one, it's very clear that Retro Studios were working on something else. And they got ripped off the project to, to and, work and, on. And maybe that'll surface still. There was yeah. a lot of reports that they were, in fact, working on yet another Donkey Kong. So um, maybe that was then picked up by the core Nintendo team. And you know, I mean, there's far too much speculation with Nintendo because it's their yeah. wall garden is unbelievably tall. Um, shit. Do we see Mario Kart 9 at last? Or is Mario Kart nah. like, Deluxe still selling far too well for them no, to justify? they're selling I millions just gonna, of that shit. Yeah. There is not going to be a Switch exclusive Mario Kart. They're just going to ride... They're just going yep. to ride that with you for the next three ever. years. Yeah. Um, what else? I mean, there'll be Smash Fighters. The last, you know, we'll get another Smash yeah, Fighter. Yeah. Um, there'll be a bunch of indie games. That's why we're going to see a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're not going to see Hollow Song. Silk Song, um, yeah. Silk Song, sorry. Hollow Knight, Silk Song. That's already been said that won't be anything. So I don't know what's going on there. But Did they say E3 or they're just not... I can't remember they what just the, said in that A3 was. period, I think yeah, okay. they said, but yeah. That yeah, we'll see some, for some sort of hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Nintendo are an odd one. I think no one really knows what Nintendo are doing. I'm I not even sure Nintendo, Nintendo doesn't doing. know. I'm, yeah. I just hope we don't get another 40 minute long, strained, nothing but Smash Brothers video. <laughs> it's going to happen. You to know be fair, they've at, least, they've at least broken those out separately these days. Which yeah. is good. But that was. You're oh my gosh, get, I remember watching that going, you have to show something else. You have to show something else. You have to show something else. It was 38 minutes in, or something. Who's not in Smash Brothers at this point? Fuck. Um, Nathan I Drake. don't know. Yeah, no. <laughs> Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> Last <know>? Chief. <laughs> um, I feel like somehow one of those that we've just mentioned is still somehow. It's going to end up. <laughs> Uh, Xenoblade will be there they'll do a Xenoblade like, I don't, sorry yeah. I don't mean in Smash I mean, they've already done enough of that yeah. in Smash now um, yeah. Xenoblade oh, will yeah. be there that is my Nintendo prediction is we're going to get something everyone's going to be hyped for this game announcement and it's going to turn out to be a new character in Smash yeah. <laughs> is it going to be is Monster Hunter in Smash yet? Um, they're not, not, not a playable fighter because they're kind of I guess generic sort of yeah. uh, characters, what? you know, protagonists in the game. Mo- but Monster Hunter was in Capcom versus Marvel. They're um, they are what are they like assist trophies and all those sorts of yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, we'll move on. Let's go quickly through the other big ones. Ubisoft. Um, I just want to get it out there. If we don't see Splinter Cell this year, motherfuckers, we're not seeing Splinter Cell I, this year. I want to see Splinter Cell. I, I, it's the only thing I want from Ubisoft at this point is Splinter Cell. I want Beyond Good and Evil 2. I want that to not be February again. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I've given up on that one. But I want it's hard at every corner here. Sorry? Which one was that? Which one was that? Beyond Good and Evil 2. Oh. It's gone. No, it's, I don't think it's gone, but it's a lot further behind than what they 
perhaps tried to indicate with the first few trailers they put out some years ago now yeah 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 it's oh, i just i just want splinter cell i don't care i i'm sick there is no good stealth games at the moment like pure stealth experiences there's none there hasn't been since i mean blacklist which was the last splinter cell game even metal gear solid 5 wasn't a pure stealth game like there was a lot of stealth in it, don't get me wrong, but it wasn't like that kind of really cool linear, linear stealth experience that that it used to Maybe do. Maybe not three D ones. I'm pretty sure there would be. Yeah, side scrollers probably would. It. Mark of the Ninja, Wildfire. I think Mark of the Ninja was before Splinter Cell Blacklist. That's that's the sort of time frame we're looking at. It's yeah, going to be very right. similar time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really, I really want and and Ubisoft keep teasing Sam Fisher. They, they put him, him in everything. every fucking Tom <laughs> Clancy game. He turns up, but he doesn't get his own fucking game. Like they even got Michael Ironside in to do the Ghost Recon bit. I remember that everybody was so certain that if they had him in the studio, uh, they would have had him for something else. But yeah, no. And we're Fuck still it. waiting. Yeah. One thing and, I can tell you, we're I'll, not going to get outside of Splinter Cell um, is Assassin's Creed because Jason Schreier hasn't leaked it yet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's. I wouldn't that's mind seeing a new Rayman platformer, but I don't think we're going to get that either. Similar but to the Donkey Kong chat, can we make? Can we get a three D Rayman again? Like, that'd be nice. Uh, I like I like two D Rayman. Two D Rayman, three I mean, D Donkey Kong. The the two D Raymans are exceptional. Maybe yeah. that's just a change of pace, and maybe to kind of get a few more eyes on it to change things up. Yeah. That Ubi engine is the most underused engine ever. Yeah, it criminally. Is stunning. Yeah. What have we seen? Two Rayman games, Child of Light. Child of Light and, and Valiant and Hearts. Valiant Hearts, that's it. Valiant Hearts yeah. is pretty good. Oh, they're all, every single game that's come out off that engine is exceptional, but... Child yeah. of Light was, but yeah. It was At least very good. It was good, but um, I would, yeah. That's fair. But, yeah, criminally underused. Yeah. Far Anyone else? Six. You want... What do you want? Far Cry Rainbow 6. Oh, Far Cry 6. Yeah, cool. we'll see that's, that. That's this year. Yeah. Um, also, um, well, Skull and Bones was pushed back for them. Uh, it's released. That was pushed back, so we might Speaking see some Speaking of vaporware. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, something that may not actually ever see the light of day, uh, Roller Champions. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you giggle like you know something that. No, like, no we, we had the alpha for that. So like, it's, well, I played I, it at PAX in yeah. 2019, like the last physical one we were there. And I mean, it, it well, at least the level I played was complete. Like it needed work because it got pretty boring, I'll admit. But um, like, I think that, they wanted that'll be part of their, their free to play push, I reckon. Yeah, if they're not looking over mm-hmm. at the, you know, and obviously it's very early days, but if they're not looking over at the success of uh, Knockout City from this, just this yeah. last weekend alone and going, we can make Roller Champions into this still. Yeah. They're like Knockout City, it worked because unlike Rocket Arena, which was very good, mind you, I played Rocket Arena. It was fun. My uh, son loves it. But that sort of game can't be paid. And why Knockout City worked is because it was on Game Pass day one. I think because it got a crowd straight away. Yeah, and even um, the free trial yeah. on PlayStation and Switch as yeah. well. Like they, they gave you a way to get in and then sure buy yeah. it afterwards if you need and that's to. why Rocket League went so well yeah, Rocket League because it was PlayStation Plus yeah when we go back to, 
and look at that essential PlayStation's podcast, I'm always going to be angry that everybody on that show argued with me about Rocket League being an essential game or not. I would have backed you, Rocket Tim. Is I was available that night. <laughs> Man, those two... That, that game and that console are just... Forever. Like, they just cannot yeah. be separated from each other in my mind. Like, the Tim. success that they gave each other is... Who else was on that podcast that night? Uh, Kyle and Not Sarah. Sarah? So yeah. Kyle and Sarah, if you're listening right now, you're never allowed on this show ever again because, yes, Rocket League <laughs> absolutely belongs on the list. I'm not even a crazy Rocket League person. Like, I, yeah. I enjoy the game yeah. and I got completely defa- deflated when Koshi beat us with you, uh, by using a drum kit. Um, yeah, the, on, on the, the player to charity, charity marathon. <laughs> but you can't, you just, you can't ignore how important that game is for that console. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we're getting sidetracked. We've done Ubisoft. All right, who we got? EA. Don't Star order on jump up. Battlefield. <laughs> well, Battlefield. Wars. Wars. The thing is, EA never has anything exciting. Like this is going to be this like. This All is the, the one that I'm not going to make any time to watch and we'll just scroll through IGN or VG247 yeah, yeah. or whatever. They have had a year back. working on Skate 4, though. Yeah. So it could be something there. I, I think what we'll see, I actually feel like EA's kind of turned a corner thanks to some epic failures on their behalf. I think uh, Anthem's chronic failure um, has done them wonders. In, in kind of this backhand <laughs> sort of way, you know. <laughs> so I think we're going to see Dragon Age Inquisition or whatever it is, Dragon Age 4, whatever they end up calling it. Um, I think we're probably going to see another teaser for Mass Effect because they're going to ride that Mass Effect train, which has got a lot of goodwill at the moment, thanks mm. to the remaster. Uh, we are, of course, going to see FIFA and, and fucking All maybe sporting. hockey. They announced golf, so that's probably going to be there, which I like, but no one else does. Um. Yeah, EA is probably going to be a bit boring. They'll show some cool gonna... originals, though. The EA Originals mm. program always has some good titles that are worth For checking sure. out. Yeah, mm. like Faye and Sea of Solitude and uh, whatever Jason Ferris is fucking yeah. working on at the moment. You know, he might. He might <laughs> I don't care what he's working on. I just like love his <laughs> most <laughs> the entertaining laundry folding of. Of my yeah. life, that like fuck Hollywood speech, I was just folding clothes away, and I've never had so much fun in my life putting t-shirts <laughs> in a fucking drawer. What a dude, right? Yeah, you know? <laughs> I was going in the background, and I was just going, "What the hell is happening?" Yeah. So I think EA's work in that indie area has been quite good. So that's worth always mentioning. Um, FIFA, whatever. If they get Pele up to talk, they're going to oh, they're gonna oh. take another crack at the NBA. <laughs> I don't know. I want someone to. I want someone to. And because the last NBA Live started getting towards, you know, being a serious contender. And then, I don't know, the ship just broke or something. There, there's an opportunity know. for, whether it's EA or someone else, because the like the 2K games, people are getting more and more frustrated at them because of the microtransactions and all that sort of thing. Like, this is an opportunity to win an optics battle here and maybe win some people over. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And, you know, it's not like NBA is a good small target. Is hard. Yeah. It's a lot harder that I think than some other sports. So there's there's a lot to basketball that is tough to translate, I guess. All right, EA. Anything for EA, Sean? Uh, not for EA. Or but, but I do have one other. Um, I did see on Twitter, um, Randy Pitchford from Gearbox was talking about a new IP that they haven't that they. So let's go into on. take two. All right. 
Gearbox. Yes. New IP from Gearbox. Do we Whatever. care? Which is super weird, though, because they've been bought out by the Embracer Group. Have they? Yeah. Gearbox is owned by know. the Embracer Group. They're not under 2K. No, they're not under 2K anymore. It's a oh. Borderlands is still a 2K thing because I think yeah. they own the IP, but... Yeah, the, yeah. There's talk about something else. So unless there's another IP that you know Gearbox has done with them in the past that they're working on, still like there should be no reason for this. So it's that's really weird. Hmm. Interesting. Like, I, I might have misread things or whatever, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I saw something on Twitter that was, they were talking about there is a new IP. No, no, I, I heard it too. Yeah, two K and Gearbox thing. It was really weird. Mm. I'm going to make the biggest prediction of this oh. podcast. You ready? Marines too. Go on. WWE 2K22 is not going to be fucking terrible. I was actually thinking about that after seeing uh, the the, the trailer come up in uh, yeah. WrestleMania, and I'm like, ooh, Look, have honestly, they had enough time? Have they had enough time? Because it needed a lot. Of I time. reviewed some fucking terrible games in my 13 years in this, you know, gig, and WWE 2K21 was in the top two for fucking terrible experiences <laughs> I've ever played. Uh, the other one was a game called Amy, which oh, came out. No. Of the, uh, oh, I remember was, that. That was so fucking bad. <laughs> it's the only video game character that needed a wheel alignment to walk straight down a corridor. <laughs> that was, wow, that was PS3 360 era. I remember yeah. that mostly because it came out 360 first. Yeah. And then it came out on PS3 and they ran a poll about do, do you want this game to be cheaper or not? You, like, who the fuck is going to click no? I reviewed that. I didn't want it to fucking exist, to be honest. But WWE 2K21 was abysmal. I mm. think they've gone back to the drawing board and realized, okay, the reason NBA 2K21 sells so well is because the core experience is fantastic for the simulation. It is very, very good basketball game. Forget the microtransactions, forget all the nasty shit that surrounds it, but the game itself is very, very good. Yeah. And I think they're going to take that approach to uh, WWE and it's going to be good. The, look, I'm probably going to be wrong. It's probably going to be fucking terrible again, but... Uh, I don't uh, think it'll be terrible, but I don't think it could, it'd could. it be as good as if... It can't be any know, worse. It, it's not going to be... It it's can't not be worse. It's <laughs> not going to get to the level of 2K21 because they're no. just not investing in what the what the development team actually yeah. needs. Yeah, you know, yeah. in order to pull off something like that. Um but we will we will see a market improvement from what we've had. Hopefully the you know, at least uh working with a better engine so it's not just gonna be, oh, you know, your big stars that everyone knows look really super great and everybody else just looks, like, looks a like a cardboard yeah, box. <laughs> <laughs> I also uh, think XCOM three will be announced. It's nice. time. Well, they did. They did have Chimera Squad. Squad. Yeah, no, that was a that was um, a quickie. Yeah. So yeah. they'll, yeah, they'll it announce. Could, it could they'll... have been used as a way to gauge uh, interest in the series. Still, oh, everyone, an... like XCOM sells. Don't worry about that. XCOM's got a hardcore audience. Yeah, they'll Just announce. You've got six different versions of the game. <laughs> they'll announce I buy three, it but on um... every system. <laughs> That, so you'll be buying Chimera Squad on the consoles because there was already some leaked stuff a few months back that suggested Chimera Squad was coming to consoles. Yeah. So I think that's what's going to happen this year is that Chimera Squad will be announced for consoles and here's three a bit further out in the distance. Yeah, a bit further out, yeah. 
No more Civ for a while. I think Civ will hold off and see what humankind does. But yeah. What about Mafia? Mafia. I don't, I don't no. think we're ready for Mafia 4 yet. Oh, here's one I'll throw out there. Bioshock. This is yeah, the, probably. This is yeah. The... yeah. Mm. That's that's probably not wrong. I I think, yeah, and I think they're going to announce that it's open world and everyone's going to blow up. <laughs> well, I mean, and if they're not happy with that, Ken Levine's team will also announce what they're doing. Because remember, yeah. Ken Levine's not working. He's working with uh, 2K still, but he's not working on Bioshock. So. No, he's working on his own thing. System that, shock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it could be, it, you know, I feel like they could even go a one-two punch with that, and you know, which can yeah. kind of buffer maybe any optical damage they take with Bioshock if it is in fact like an online sort of shared experience of some sort yeah look the Bioshock like I'm not in the crowd that hates Bioshock I quite enjoyed my time with them but I I certainly don't think they're the coming of the next god like they kind of were marketed for a while Um, but they have to be linear like that's the whole key to that game is is a story that's linear and it's got to start the and a world. finish. You oh. know, you know. I will, I will have my general general E three E three era prediction is at least one publisher somewhere will completely misread what one of their games is about and just yep. shit all over the fans with some, what you say, like online shared experience for this game that absolutely should not be that. <laughs> and then like it's going to come out and it'll be the next Fallout seventy six. Yeah. To be fair, Fallout 76, they worked at that and it's come good somewhat, but yeah, it, it'll, it'll, there'll be something and it could be Bioshock. I think we'll probably. Or just something that has no business see, being open world is going to be open world. Or... Yeah. I think we'll also see, and this is, this is from, you know, all different types of publishers. If they've, if they are running a bit short on content, like new content that they'll probably be oh by the way we're optimizing this game for the next gen consoles and this game yeah you know uh, oh we're going to see a lot of that. that yeah yeah there's going to be tons of that all right uh any last final predictions um devolver obviously will have a fantastic e3 show which everyone should tune into and it's the only e3 show that you have to catch the previous episodes to understand what's going <laughs> on <laughs> <laughs> Can like Devolver? I mean, we mentioned Nina, Nina Struthers before. Like, they managed to stealth her into the PS5 announcement. Like, PlayStation yeah. fished for executives from other companies. They put up Nina Struthers, and I don't think the PlayStation actually knew what was going on, but they put her no. in there anyway. So, can we continue to do that? Like, get her sneaking into other companies' press conferences? Just like Devolver, I just want Devolver to run business for E3. Like, Honestly, they they just have a great sense of humor, and obviously not all their games are for everyone. They've got a very Devolver style to them, but they hit more often than they don't, and they they are fantastically fun to be involved with in any way, shape, or form. Uh, any other final guesses? No, no, no. nothing big. Nothing exciting from... No one's busy choking on popcorn while they're trying not to make any noise while eating it. It's like, <clears throat> don't yeah. do that. Cool. All no, right, I think then. We've got, I think there's a decent Ooh. chance we'll see. Oh, one, maybe. Let's see, um, PSVR 2. Yeah. Oh, nah. uh, you don't think so? You nah. think it's too early? Too early. Yeah. Possibly. 
Sean? Warner Brothers Injustice Three. Yeah, that, that's a Actually, chance. It's a, it's WB a is one we didn't discuss at all, and you can you can bundle in Injustice, you can bundle in uh, Hogwarts Legacy, you can uh, um, yeah, what is it? Uh, Gotham, Gotham Knights, Knights and Suicide maybe Squad. maybe Suicide, Suicide Squad, but yeah. Is there going to be another Mordor game? That'd be nice. No, they need to wrap it up. Well, yeah, you I think, think so, considering they own the patent to the Nemesis system. Yeah. So, you know, that's why I'm even it, more convinced you won't. They're just going to sit on that and do nothing with it. Yeah, I'd like to see. A, like, I think the second one lost itself a little bit. It was very good for the first, you know, and then it suffered open world syndrome in that you just got bored with doing, doing it for the whole junk. period. Um, I think a more more focused experience like the first one would be awesome. Uh, but yeah, I think Injustice is a possibility. I think. Uh, Netherrealm will also announce another Mortal Kombat pack the last one and I think we'll finally see Ash in it which is exciting for me because clearly I'm the only person who knows who Ash is yeah <laughs> yep pretty much no 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 I know who Ash is I'm just not getting a boner thinking about him in Mortal Kombat <laughs> Ash, Ash from the Evil Dead is the ultimate Mortal Kombat person. Wise cracks and chainsaws. What do you need? <laughs> so right. I still, I still, I still think of Bruce Campbell as the narrator in the in Spider Man Two, <laughs> which he did a fantastic job of. He well. did. He did. If you're out there, go and read a book called "If Chins Could Kill: Confessions of a B Grade Actor" by Bruce Campbell. It's fantastic. Um, all right, we'll leave it there, Tim. Yes. Where do we find you on this wonderful wide world of webs? At PretendBeard on the Twitters and possibly reviewing stuff depending on whether or not Huso decides to give me certain codes that have asked for in the next month or two. Yeah, um, um you've got Paul for that one. Paul uh- <laughs> <laughs> is just saying, fuck you. I'll explain <laughs> in a moment. Yeah, Paul, where can we find you? Paul James Games for me. Make sure to check out Dev Dory. It's on every week that this show isn't. Yep. Go the offbeat. You'll, you've got um, some big guests coming Had up. Had some big guests recently. Spoil. Big guests still to come. Big guests still to come. Who was your last one? Uh, the most recent one, we had uh, Max Pears, who worked on Cyberpunk. He's worked on The Division. We had Rami Ishmael, the episode before that. And uh, I won't name the name, but the latest person may, may have been the creator of God of War. Mm. Sean <laughs> on that en- enigmatic note um, yes find me on the Twitters at SeanHubP2 um, and look out for my review of, of Bird and Cage and uh, find out whether I actually managed to beat the quick time events uh, in the next week or two and, uh, you can find me at Huso81 or at Player2AU I've got my Biomutant review uh, as well as some other cool undisclosed stuff uh, coming up pretty soon. Uh, I can't talk about just yet, but uh, it'll all be on Player 2, of course. You cannot read my article that was on the shot anymore because it got taken down. There's a story I want to hear. Yeah, that's a story for later. But anyway, <laughs> thank you for joining us on the 60th.